Good morning. Today is January 23rd, 2022. You are listening to the Geriatric Goddess Podcast, and I am your host, Christina McConnell. Last week, we discussed independent living in more detail, and this week, we are going to take a closer look at assisted living facilities in the United States. As mentioned in the prior episode, not all facilities are equal, and it's important to know what they offer as you are trying to find a place for your loved one. The purpose of this episode is to give you some insights on what to look for and what questions to ask when touring assisted living facilities. Similar to independent living, assisted living offers the same hospitality services, such as light housekeeping, meals, laundry, transportation, and social activities. What makes an assisted living different from an independent living? Assisted living is a level of care between independent living and skilled nursing, which we will discuss next week. Assisted living offers all the services of independent living, plus medication assistance and more help with activities of daily living, also known as ADLs, such as bathing, dressing, toileting, etc. Here are 11 signs that you may need to start looking for an assisted living facility for your loved one. Chronic health problems, becoming aggressive, recent falls, forgetting to take medications, unable to handle daily life activities, isolation or sadness, poor eating habits, poor hygiene, caregiver stress, sundowning, and wandering. If your loved one is experiencing one or more of those signs, you will want to start exploring care options for them. Assisted living facilities can be small mom and pop houses that meet state regulations with 8 to 16 beds, or they can be apartment style. Sometimes you will see independent living and assisted living apartments in the same building to make transitions and care more convenient for residents and family members. Most states have a type A and type B license. You're going to have to do some research to see what your state requirements are here, but type A is more independent living than type B. Type A does not require routine attendance during sleep hours, and those residents are capable of following directions in an emergency. They also have less ADLs than those who fall under Type B. Type B requires staff assistance in the case of evacuation and nighttime attendance. Some facilities will only take Type A residents, and some will limit the number of beds for Type B. This is where the administrator or manager will do an assessment on your loved one to make sure that the facility is a good fit for their needs. It is also going to be important that you find out what your state licensing is when shopping for a place for your loved one so that you can make sure the facility is equipped to take care of them. I would also ask the same questions for assisted living as you would for the independent living in regard to convenience services, meals, safety, and social activities. You can find those questions in last week's episode on independent living there, those questions are still going to apply to assisted living in regards to those topics. In addition to those questions, I would also I would also ask what their staff to resident ratio is. This can drastically affect the quality of care your loved one will receive. Some facilities offer refurnished rooms, while others require you to bring in your own furniture. Ask the facilities when you are touring, so you will know where and how to downsize. Many towns also offer services such as a company called Caring Transitions that can help you with downsizing and moving. I will be bringing on one of the owners in the future to discuss the services since most people are unaware that they exist and can make this transition smooth for all parties involved. 
As mentioned earlier, please reference last week's episodes for more questions to ask about the facility and care. Here are a few things I would ask on the way into your tour. Is the neighborhood quiet and pleasant? Is there easy parking outside, including handicapped spaces? If your family member will be bringing a car, is parking provided? Is the building's exterior clean and attractive? Are the grounds attractive with plants and trees? Is there a safe enclosed area where residents can walk and socialize? Are the common spaces in the community pleasant and appealing? How many rooms are there where the residents can spend time with each other and with visiting family members? And can you imagine your loved one using those common spaces? Are the hallways well lit and easy to navigate with handrails for safety and plenty of room for wheelchairs? Are there shared pets in the community such as dogs, cats, miniature horses, fish, birds? Are there plants and do they look like they're well cared for, free of dust and well watered? Some facilities offer adult daycare or trials where you can stay a month and see if you like it before jumping all in. In addition to all the questions above, I would highly recommend this option if available before uprooting you or your loved one to make sure it's a good fit and the facility exceeds all your expectation. Let's take a look at some cost and payment methods. I know that's everyone's biggest concern and questions is, how much is this going to cost me? How am I going to pay for it? According to Genworth Financial in 2020, the average cost of assisted living was $4,300 per month or $51,600 annually. There are over 800,000 Americans in assisted living and that number is climbing every day. Depending on your location and the services needed, assisted living can range anywhere from $2,000 to $7,000 per month. There are a few different ways to pay for assisted living, and we'll take a, a look at the most common ways today. The first being out-of-pocket. This can come from retirement accounts, investments, savings accounts, and other sources of income. Some seniors also sell their homes to pay for the care that they need. It helps them downsize in the process. There are many long-term care insurance plans that will cover assisted living. You can also check with your state to see what they offer for Medicaid waivers. Some facilities will accept these waivers, while others will not if they are private pay only. Generally, the VA will not pay for assisted living. In some cases, the Veterans Aid and Attendance Pension can be a source to help pay for assisted living. The VA may also cover specific services, such as medical care that's provided within the facility. So how do you know if an assisted living is right for you or your loved one? Acknowledging that you or someone you love needs full-time care can be very difficult. If you are concerned about your safety or your loved one's safety, health, or happiness, it's time to start looking at alternative housing options. Involve your doctor and a financial advisor in your conversations so you know what your options are. I hope this episode gives you some more insights into assisted living. There's so much more to cover, but this will get you started. And I highly recommend going back and listening to the episode on independent living because you're going to want to ask some of those same questions when touring an assisted living facility. I hope this episode gave you more insights. Um, please email me your questions, thoughts, or episodes ideas to geriatricgoddess at gmail.com. That's geriatricgoddess at gmail.com. I hope you all have a fantastic week. Thank you for listening. I am Christina McConnell, your geriatric goddess.